You're here because you know that there's something bigger. You want your income to match the impact you know you can make on this world. We only know because we were you. We're Mooch Amal, founders and CEOs of Move and 90 Day CEO. We're talking all things business, entrepreneur lifestyle, mindset, and making your vision a reality. We built a six-figure business in five months off a tiny idea and a half a million dollar business in just under a year. And now we're teaching you to do the same. Let's move. What's up, 90 Day? Welcome back. It's Monday, last one of the month. Have no idea how that happened, but here we are. Closing out July with a huge bang. We're coming off of an incredible weekend. We cannot wait to share more about that later on. However, today what we're talking about is one of our favorite mistakes. You could probably just call us the the bullshit Coloradoers, if you will. If you've known us for even a day, you know we're about grit and trusting the process, which is what both Move and 90 Day, both of our brands are built on, right? Is grit and trusting the process and a beautifully curated process rather than a quick fix, right? If you want an easy overnight, probably not lasting way, this isn't your place. If you want to commit to true transformation and long-lasting evolution, stick around. Let's dive in. So what we're talking about today, guys, is this difference between making sales and getting clients and actually running a full-blown business, something that we've learned over you know the past a little over two years to be really the game changer in growing a business. And I'd say like one way to think about it, if you're like, well, like full blown business doesn't have to mean like, you know, this massive office space and staff team. It's, it's more, I think about it in like the dynamics in terms of like making sales is kind of living like almost paycheck to paycheck. Like, am I going to get enough to make ends meet? And when we do that, we compromise who we're serving, what we're charging, right? Or running a business, which is like, how, what are the operations? What's my product? What are my sales? What's my marketing plan to align with that? And how do I predict how my business is going to continually grow? And how do I account for my lifestyle so that this is like predictable part of my life rather than like this kind of scrambling, I want to stay afloat feeling. Yeah. And I love the way we describe it as like all the sexy stuff, right? All the behind the scenes, nitty gritty, weedy stuff that you have to figure out. And honestly, there is like, part when you're building, there's a part of this building process that you have to understand in order to get those systems and those processes up, right? It doesn't just like come out of thin air and perfectly work, which I think is important to note as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, one way to know if you are making sales or running a business is what are you measuring? Like, what are your measurable goals every month? And is it mm-hmm. around? sales? Is it solely around how much money you're making? Is it solely around how many clients you have? Because if that's the case, that's okay, but you're really just selling. I mean, we see it a lot too, even in, in a lot of these pyramid schemes, like no right or wrong, but you know, that's not necessarily running a business, right? You're making sales. You could make a great living off of that. And the benefit is that you have to deal with the other aspects of running a business, but ultimately you're a sales rep, right? You're a sales rep. So Joss, I want to hear your question just because I think it's it's something we've like alluded to a little bit. Um, so Jocelyn's asking about, you know, is it normal at the beginning and starting up to be all about making sales? And honestly, it, your business is going to go in phases. If you are running it like a full-blown business, 
there are going to be some months, Jocelyn, when you're just focusing on your client experience, which is more your product, right? Or you're just focusing on sales, which is obviously more the front end, the sales, the marketing, and things like that. I wouldn't say there's like a normal way to start a business. I wish there was like, you know, some normalcy, but it really, really depends on what you're doing, what you're selling, and where you want to go. Like it always comes back to goals, right? If you want to be, um, you know, going month to month, figuring out paycheck to paycheck, then yeah, it's probably going to be all about sales, right? But if you want this lifestyle where you can actually create something that's sustainable with or without you, not saying that you're going to disappear, but, you know, Melissa's been talking about going to Bali for three months and disappearing. Like, is our business still going to run? No, I mean, Jocelyn, that's a great question. And, you know, like Mooch said, there's no normal. Most small businesses will start with sales because what happens is like, whether it's someone who's making a face mask and all of a sudden people want to buy it or someone who's doing some coaching and instead of doing it on the side, like for free, now they start charging. Someone who's giving health advice and they give it for free and then they start charging. That transition is usually what makes it like, oh, I could get paid for this. And we begin to see that as running a business, but that's where too many people stop. So in the beginning, yes, but if month after month, we're only thinking about those aspects, we're not running a business, we're really just kind of running a sales team, right? Or a service exchange. And again, that's not always bad, but we need to be really clear about what are we trying to accomplish? If we want to, grow, we want predictable sales, we want it to run on its own, we want it to grow, maybe even outlast us, who knows, then we really, really, really want to look at how am I running a business? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think too, to that point is like, there's a difference between like just going and selling and actually serving. And this is something we talk about all of the time. Like we just recorded a podcast yesterday with, um, it's going to come out on Monday with Beam. And like, that's a big part of their initiative too, is like service, right? So whether you have a product, you're in this, you know, coaching space, you're in the um, brick and mortar space. Like if you guys can think of it less as I'm just going to go out and make sales, I'm actually going to run a full-blown business. Again, if this aligns with where you want to go, then it's going to be way more service-based, right? And the sales are going to actually funnel in based on that. Right. Absolutely. And think about this too, is when you begin to step out from just staying afloat, like you can really, really grow your business. Like you can look at it more analytically and be like, what's doing well? Like, who am I best serving? What do Mm -hmm. I most? What's the value of this? And you begin looking at all of these different aspects that is going to allow it to grow. And, you know, I mean, like Mooch said, we're very service-based and, you know, there are, you know, a lot of people in this industry who get really caught up in, you know, number of followers, curated Instagrams, um, filters. They're like, oh, I'll show you the secret sauce or whatever it is. And like, honestly, Sure, any of that stuff could complement it, but it's not the foundation of your business really is service. And like Mooch and I have experienced, when you create a service that creates transformation Mm -hmm. and offers value, your business is going to grow, right? That's, That's what allowed us to do that. But you can't even assess if you're doing that if we're so caught in the weeds with just making sales. In fact, we compromise our ability to do give service because... We're so caught in how many people will I get? What am I charging? Should I knock my price down? Should I wheel and deal this? Should I do that? Like, uh, they had a price objection. Ooh, maybe I could charge more. We get so caught in all of that as the foundation of running our business that we miss out on stuff that actually really grows it. Yeah, I love that you bring that up. And, 
you know, I think it's what's out there right now is like, make sure everything looks good. Make sure you have your website, make sure people know like, you know, where to buy from you. But guys, if we can just take a step back and think about why we're doing this to begin with, I think it makes it a lot different. And that's where, you know, I mean, we could go down this path in so many different directions and, you know, it, it all comes back to service. So you guys, if you have questions, like we want to know, Seema, I have a first client request, someone who said they'd hire me for my time and not sure what to charge. Yeah. Seema's in our 90 day CEO program and has been working on turning her skills kind of into this place that we're talking about of like this, Hey, I know I have the skill. I know I can service. Now, what do I do? So work with this person. Don't let, you know, don't let apprehension of like, I haven't done this before. Like if you can solve the problem for them, if you can help them access transformation, that's going to improve their quality of life. Right. Then really think about what the value is that for myself, even in like life coaching, when I first started, I got caught up in like, those of you who don't know my, when I first started, like I was doing one-on-one life coaching, And I would do like five packs and 10 packs and trying to do all these amounts and all this stuff. And like, I was, I spent so much energy trying, I was too focused on the sales, right? Um, Instead of looking at, no, what am I doing? What transformation am I offering? And like truly any type of coaching, you're spending more energy than just that one hour of a session a week. Like you are, unless, unless like you really just completely can shut it off, right? So Seema, don't look at it from an hourly aspect. Really think of the value of a transformation. And I would suggest, and we can talk about it in 90 day, but, you know, I would suggest not getting into like packs or sessions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, Melissa, to your point too, like we have a lot of, you know, trainers and personal trainers who follow us at 90 day. And like, that's something that, you know, I was caught up in, right. Of like, oh, I'm going to like run over here. Right. You have to like actually think about commute time and, um, you know, and Joss, you know, you said, you know, it's so much more than just an hour a week. Like if you are truly invested in this person you've also have to be invested in their transformation, right? So by selling like, hey, I'm just going to work with them like once a week and that's it. Like, is that really going to get them to the transformation that they need? So really looking at it from that perspective as well. Right. I love that. Molly asked, how far along? I love this. So how far along did you decide it was time to delegate out parts of your business and expand? So I'd say even before you feel like you're ready, it's fine. Because when you begin to own that role, of it's kind of like just like when your clients invest in their transformation, they're more invested. When you invest in your business, whether it's through a mastermind or through staffing, you're more invested. And it's that feel. Tim um, Ferris talks about it on four mm-hmm. hours, but it's that feel stepping into like, oh, I'm going to pay this person to do work to build my business. So for us, in different ways, we kind of we started really quickly. Um, it could be an intern. You know, we show a lot of our members of 90 Day CEO how to have staff either in exchange, internships, administrative assistance, virtual assistance, but to really always look at how our ways, I mean, our level three and four call um, that we do within our 12-week period, people are really looking at, okay, how do I bring people in to help me? And some of them wait until they're in the membership aspect of it as well, but that's huge. And in terms of um, what to decide, what they take up. We have something very fancy called the shit we do doc. Literally the shit we do. Yeah. And so what we do is we have our staff team, um, well, what we did, and, and we really look at like all the shit that we do. And Mooch and I put it in order of what we like the most, what we like the least. Um, we kind of compared our two docs 
we divided among the two of us accordingly. And then the stuff that we both didn't like doing um, was the first stuff to outsource or decide, okay, one of us really needs to own this. You know, we have organizational charts that we coach and teach, but you definitely don't want to hire or bring anyone on until you're super clear in what they're going to do and how it's going to grow your role. You also don't want to wait until you have X amount of money because there are other ways that you can bring people on your team and it will change the way you treat your business as well. 100%. And I think one thing to note too is like, oftentimes we see people delegating almost too early, right? Um, And not knowing actually what their business needs. It's just kind of like, oh, I want this person to do this because like, I hate doing it. But if you can't truly understand how it actually feeds your business or builds your business, or breaks your business, then it's going to be really hard to be like, Hey, you know, person from the outside who doesn't know my business. I don't know my business either, but like, here, take this on. Right. 1000%. And it is tempting. I mean, I'm sure Mooch and I have to call ourselves out on it before of like, yeah, maybe we can hire this out. And it's like, you've really got to master something before you hire it out. Or it has to be something like, you know, maybe, you know, having somebody do a website or a funnel or something that's like very, it's more technical based, you know, it's a little bit different, but yeah. Um, so what Mooch was saying, very similarly, people do the same thing with paid ads. They try to jump to paid ads too quickly. Um, and if you don't have a solid, that's again, it's too focused on marketing and sales. If you don't have a solid foundation, it doesn't matter how many people you bring to it, your business is in grow. If you don't have the operations in place, if you don't have your product dialed in, then you're just bringing people, think of it like a sieve, like those things that you strain pasta in. You can pour all the people in, but if you have all those holes, it's just going to keep pouring out. So a lot of times people try to think, you know, think that paid ads might be the quick solution or that's the way to go. But, you know, we grew to half a million dollars online and without any paid ads, you know, and not far from like a million without any paid ads. So, I mean, I think it's really understanding more like, what am I showing? What am I doing? What am I trying? What problem am I trying to solve through paid ads? Yeah. And do I need to solve it a different way? Same thing with staffing. What problem am I trying to solve with staffing? Or do I need to solve it a different way? Yeah. And I think it comes down to like, originally what we started talking about, right? Of like this idea of like just making sales or running a business. Making yeah. sales is like the quick fix, right? If you're making sales, your business is growing, you're great, everything's fine. But actually it's almost like, I mean, what we coach and move, right? Bad diet. It's that quick fix that we always want. And I think people shy away from the actual nitty gritty, unsexy, hardworking stuff, for lack of better terms, that you actually need to build before you do all this other stuff. Mooch, now that you say that, I feel like that could be part of why we attract. I mean, everyone attracts certain types, right? Everyone here, like you're drawn to this vibe, something resonates with you. Awesome. Same with us with you guys. But I feel like we attract that certain type, like, in move, it's like the person who who's done with chasing that fad, who's who's not falling for the quick fix. Our voices are going to tell you to steer clear of those quick like draws, those shiny objects, you know? Yeah, exactly. How do you temper? I have the best idea and I'm so stoked and I want to do everything right now. <laughs> yeah. Jocelyn, it really comes down to like knowing your goals, being in true alignment of like where you want to go, what you want to do. You probably have this entrepreneurial mindset where I don't know if you have like a notepad in the shower, like we used to in back bay. If you wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, I need to create this right now. Right. Like that's actually a great problem to have, a great challenge to have. 
but it's really being super aligned of like, okay, these are my goals. How am I going to get there? If it's not in alignment with your goals, you probably want to shelf it, maybe save it in like a little safe for later. Yeah. I mean, I think the question that we always ask, and so this is why we have our entrepreneurs and 90 day CEO set yearly goals with us, quarterly goals, and then monthly goals. And then from their monthly goals, we do weekly goals. It's an investment for clarity. So when those ideas pop up, it's like, how does this align or not align? Does this take away from what I'm trying to do or does this fuel it? And then like we said, being okay that it might just wait a little bit. Maybe it's the next quarter goal. We have um, an actual platform that we use where we have a section called backlog. And a lot of times we come up with ideas and we've learned to just drop them in the backlog now. And from our backlog, we decide what's going to become priority each week. So it's that clarity and goals, but then it's also having a system in place to put that idea somewhere so you don't lose it. Because timing is important, um, but not everything is urgent. Not everything is urgent. And most important is that we're prioritizing what we need to prioritize. We always say, trust the clear-headed version of you that set these goals. Trust the clear-headed version of you that said, okay, this is what I'm accomplishing this month. Because when those emotions kick in, when the shiny objects kick in, when the temptations kick in, you're not going to be that clear-headed version. Speaking of Mars, you'll see our post later tonight. We have this awesome giveaway that we're going to be doing. Um, Actually, two announcements, really. We have this awesome giveaway that we're going to be doing. We're giving away um, a book called Fix This Next, written by one of our great friends, Mike McCallowitz. We are yielding margarita recipes. And we're going to be sitting down with Mike next week in New Jersey, which is really cool. Mike is a New York Times bestselling author. He's helped over 350,000 businesses grow very wide variety of different businesses. So he's got some really brilliant ideas. But anyway, nonetheless, we're going to be sitting down with him next week talking all things business. And we're going to be choosing out of everyone's margarita recipes the best ones. Um, we might do some taste testing. We're not really sure yet, but I think, I think in all fairness, we each three of us pick different winners because yeah. we all have different tastes. Yep. So it'll be funny. Yeah. Seema, he is, he's an inspiration. He's fun to listen to. He's been in the business building industry for years. He is not a quick fix fad chase the shiny object guy. He's a creator for sure. But we're super excited to be able to sit with him and, and share with you guys and we come up with. So if there's anything you guys want us to bring to Mike, you can include that with your margarita recipe as well. That would be that would be perfect. You guys will see that post come up tonight. Again, like we are taking these submissions very seriously. I will tell you, Melissa loves spicy. So if you include something spicy, she might you might get her vote. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your thoughtful questions. You guys are really the inspiration of why we like to do these and be here and show up and talk about the things that we like to talk about with your support. So we truly appreciate it. And then next week, Melissa, will, I think we'll be together by this time next week. So New Jersey. Yeah, we'll be in, we'll be in the dirty jerseys. So thank you guys so much. Be looking for those Mark recipes. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thank you guys all so much for listening. We're hoping you found some really good little golden nuggets. You can find us on Instagram at 90dayceo. Feel free to shoot us a DM. Just slide right in there like a little chess. And we want to know what did you find valuable, what you want to hear more about, and what you have going on in your business. And remember, no matter how hard it gets, and it probably will get harder, just keep moving. <laughs>